off how this goes. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colborn. And today's episode is brought to you by Daniel's Laracon Talk. Oh boy. A storied event. That's right. Um, Daniel, we have so much to talk about, Daniel. We do. We haven't talked to each other in forever. <laughs> like months. And we haven't... Well, we actually have, but not... Yeah, just like recorded. random little chats. Did we talk in... One of them was like, one of them was like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh. Did we pair on something? We talked about... After your uh, episode with Ian and Aaron, I called you oh, to yeah, like yeah, 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 a yeah, bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah, we've that talked. Was a long conversation. We haven't recorded yeah. in basically forever. Um, basically forever. Yeah. Daniel's moved on. He's... Yeah. Now both rich and famous. Mm-hmm. I'd love he's to. He's got another podcast. He's, yeah, he's speaking at conferences that I'm not speaking at. I know. He's becoming a big name. I'm becoming just steadily less and less of a name. So he didn't, I'm just assuming that that was your thought process was like, this is below you now. Yeah. I was thinking I'd kind of outgrown you. Right. Um, Daniel is, is a uh, mostly technical the new no plans to merge they're so good i do have to give it to them should we just redirect our site to them yeah or maybe 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 they could acquire us nobody will have what we have because we are the most stupid of all the (laughs) podcast hosts and we're the most willing to say things we're the most like brazen and don't really care about the things we say we're most willing to like do it for the bit yes and you're gonna get the most real content here like occasionally we have to not like talk smack about somebody mm-hmm. that's listening to this or something but for the most there part there was one episode we didn't put out yet. yes there was uh for the most part we just let it fly so that is something that no plans to merge will always have and i have yet to see rivaled i'm waiting for the people who care even less about the reputation yeah to just like aaron's out, here, aaron's out here having these hot takes like you don't need to buy a truck or whatever. Right. You know, like, ooh, controversial. A lukewarm take, <laughs> Brave. Aaron Francis. Brave. something that'll get you fired is what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to hear Aaron Francis say databases are bad. You yeah, know? where's the databases are bad take that you're hiding? Yeah, exactly. Flat file CMS guy. <laughs> uh, uh, but it is a really good podcast. Um, it's it's quite a good it seems it feels like the excitement we had in the community when we were first kind of coming out with 20 percent time and you know Mm -hmm. certain like certain big names were like like uh oh this is this is great like this is no i listen every time we're like what you listen it's like there's uh, a laracasts episode where he mentions that he was listening to the show yeah i remember we like lost our shit we tweeted it or he tweeted something something was tweeted and jeffrey responded i remember i was in the airport Mm -hmm. coming back from laracon like of course i listen and we were like what jeffrey was crazy to our pocket so anyway i feel like mostly technical has that energy of like of it um becoming like the thing people are excited about the podcast people are excited i mean and rightly so i think it's a very good podcast it is a very good podcast they certainly put more work into it than we do. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yep. No, they deserve every ounce. They have topics of it. and stuff. That they prepare. Yeah, they have, and they have guests. We never did that. We did it like with That's David true. Hemphill. We did it like three times. And yeah. I'm trying to figure out who else, but but yeah, they and they do it pretty well for you know as two people who've done this before at least once. I know that it's mm-hmm. not easy to have a third person that you have to kind of like keep comfortable and can but like not just making an interview, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, they do a good job. It's a great podcast. They do. They do a great great job. 
I I really like um, Ian as uh, Ian's bit is great. Oh yeah, like he's he's got the secret project. You know, like that's like a good running bit of his. He's got a secret project, which is not that hard to figure out what it is. But like, <laughs> he's got a secret project. He's got live. He loves Livewire so much, but he also which is so wants to funny. use shad cd right, shad shad and react components inside his live wire yes like the the ian bit is hilarious like i love it's it. great that ian has finally the genie is out of the bottle yeah he's like and he's podcast, like because he's i would have always thought that like ian was not like out here writing a lot of code you know you i've know? learned that as well that even just getting closer to him he's just personally hacking. he'll just like just hacking away mention that like I think he he watched either most or all of my screencasts. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's actually out there consuming booster, content dude. and writing code mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's so respectable. It's not he's not just and he's a good poker and player. He's, and he's a good poker player. So good businessman, good guy, good Laravel. He's got the man has everything. The man has it all. Good energy. He is great yeah. energy. Yeah, no, he's such a great person to listen to. Um, for so many reasons, that, but he just knows more Aaron than any of us. But I feel like we already knew about Aaron. Oh yeah, no, Aaron's know? obviously a great person to listen but to. Like, but Aaron is in Ian our was, position. We knew Ian was cool, but Ian, I think Ian was like a generation before us in the Laravel world. Yes. You know? Yeah. So like we didn't have like a lot of exposure to Ian coming up. Right. Um, but I like this post hoc exposure we're getting to Ian. Yes, totally. It feels like a good marriage of like young Laravel and old Laravel. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of guard and old be like guard. My uncle, he'd be a good uncle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, dude. I w- I've been thinking about like the generations of Laravel. Okay. Recently, yeah. like, let's it's, do it. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. I don't know that I have like a thesis fully cooked yet. I know, but it's just fun to like define But them. we are like, we are a very specific generation of Laravel. Yeah. And then there was this other generation that I thought was going to happen and then kind of didn't. Let's let's start um, from the top here. Okay. Oh, yeah, like generation one. Generation one. Starts with Ian, I guess. I guess like historically now I know that it's like Ian and Taylor and Chris Fidow and Eric Barnes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But experientially for me it was um like dale reese and, and mm-hmm. that panda book what you know with the orange panda <laughs> i don't know it's called something oh man that was like the blog <laughs> that you ended up on so mm-hmm. to me that was like that for me it was original laravel mm-hmm. and then it was laircasts and mattstauffer.com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right Matt you know you always ended up on mattstauffer.com Dude, his SEO with was his so red good. web, it was like a oh, red yeah. site. Oh yeah, and you always ended up there. Before that, you always ended up on Code Something, that panda book by Dale Reese. He had all the good content, so you ended up there, and then you ended up on Matt's and then Laracast's early days, mm-hmm. um, and then like Stitcher.io had a lot of stuff. That's that uh, I have that was that's a like later. later to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, what's the bourbon? You know, Chris, um, Chris Sev, his mm-hmm. uh, Scotch.io, mm-hmm. that was Scotch. also in there. That's like, the one I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Stitcher is the new. Stitcher is the new Scotch. one, and it's not really Laravel per se. It's just more like yeah, PHP. It's, PHP. it's a fantastic yeah. site, and I adore Stitcher. By the way, Brent, if you're mm-hmm. listening, I think Stitcher Killer. is awesome. They should just murder the PHP docs and let you do the whole thing. Yeah. But yes, um, 
Yeah, yeah. No, Scotch.io, which has since sold to DigitalOcean. Um, and then amazing. But uh, yeah, yeah, Scotch.io. Yeah, I mean that. I guess. And then I mean, where do we come in? So we okay. So then, so it was the, then. There's like kind of like the era of like Matt, Jeffrey, and Adam. that. So it, the right? era was that, Taylor, Jeffrey, and Matt were the kingpins. Well, no, but there was a moment where those four did the Laravel podcast. Right, but for a long moment, it was those three. That was most of me listening to the Laravel podcast. And I remember Matt brought on this guy, Adam, that he worked with. When when Adam got promoted to the Pantheon? When Adam was now, yeah, like, so Adam's working at Titan after working at Vehicle. Now he's on the Laravel podcast. And I remember thinking, I was like almost peeved. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just let anybody into the Pantheon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you. This is not how this works. This is not how Mount Olympus works. Mm-hmm. You don't just, like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. He can't be at the level that you guys are at. Why are you put, bringing him there, you know? Yep. It definitely was, like, an interesting thing at first. I was like, how is how can this just guy be hanging with these three? How did he get mm-hmm. this slot on here? Um, Adam Wathen. <laughs> Wathen. <laughs> or is it Wathen? <laughs> Autumn Wathen. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. So that definitely, I think there was a, there was like the old, let's just say there's the old guard that's like mm-hmm. all the OGs. Mm-hmm. Dale, Sean, McCool, Ian, all the tail, the whole, all the OGs. Yep. Then, and David is in there just very silently. Yeah. David and Yaz, I think. Oh, is, is also he? Like yeah. A, okay. That makes sense. OG, OG. Okay. Yeah. And then you have like where everything crystallizes. Laravel's huge now. Laracast is putting it on the map. It's like a thing 4.2 is out or 4.1 or whatever. And the Laravel podcast is leading the ship and everybody is. And so that's, this is where I get on three. This is where I get on the ship is like 4.1, 4.2. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Like right before we, like probably like six months, eight maybe eight months before we both end up at Titan. Gotcha. Like that. Oh era. yeah, interesting. So That's I'm a little I'm older on. than you, which is interesting. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I got a couple of years sure. on you, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just interview better. Yeah, oh yeah, you do. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you do. Always have, always will, um, Mr. Charisma. So, uh, what are we saying? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is my formulation here. You got the old guard. Then you got like mm-hmm. prime time, you know, the Pantheon. Then the Adam era. He he gets his own era. He definitely yep. made an era where he came yep. in and was like, here, Topped off. here are maps. <laughs> and we're all like, what? Here's collections. <laughs> He's like, this is a filter. I Dude, I straight up remember. I mean, I've been in PHP for years before this. I've seen array filter ray map always felt like next level stuff. I've been writing for each loops, you know, and <laughs> just saw that. I read that first page of that book and was like, holy crap, this dude, this dude, you know, and then this it's, on, then it's banger something. after banger with this guy. It's, mm-hmm. it's a jigsaw, whatever valet. I mean, whatever, everything he does and touches was gold for that period. Now it's shit, you know, now he's lost. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's lost his touch. <laughs> now he's a nobody. <laughs> little adam wadden um mm-hmm. but yeah so that then i think i would say the next era after adam is the daniel 
Caleb, I, I mean, I, I can only center ourselves around it because that's what I... Yeah, because it was our experience. It was our experience, yeah. but it, it was like, it felt like, oh, we're kind of on the map now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I would say yeah, we, I would say other people like... Um, Sam Geitz was was heavy in that moment. Yeah, like, she was an emerging... She spoke at Laracon. Yeah. yeah, I would say the people that stand out to me amongst that like our era, I think, is like me, you, uh, Jake Bennett. Um, Jake Bennett. David humbled Dorinda. himself and hung with us. He was OG, but... He, David was... David he still, stays cool He stays to cool everybody. to everybody. He never... Yeah. It's not like that with David. But yeah, Michael yeah. Dorinda... D- David David is timeless. He transcends all eras. He does. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I would, Jake Bennett, Jake Dorinda, Bennett, Michael Dorinda, sure. me, you. Um, for a minute there, it was like North meets South dads and dev no uh 20 mm-hmm. time um yeah and we were kind of hot on the scene and we were making some waves and whatever having opinions and doing football services and blah mm-hmm, blah blah mm-hmm. then there's post caleb daniel then there's there's really actually there was that that's like 20 percent like time era. there's 20 percent time era and then there's no plans to merge era which is like right. live wars out Alpine's out, Tallstack is a thing, and all of these other people are emerging. Dan Heron, Ryan Chandler, and and mm-hmm. not just in this ecosystem, there's there's Jonathan Rennings era, right? That right alongside mm-hmm. the Livewire era. You know, as soon as that as soon as I would say no plans to merge era is also Jonathan Renning era. That was when he yeah, sure. came out with all of his wisdom into the ecosystem and Obviously, and like to tie yeah. this to like our personal timelines, right? Like you're now out there, you're in the game at this point, yeah, right? Like, and I'm still not, I'm still at Titan, right? Yeah, so I'm still like working, but Ziggy's out, so I at least have that going, yep. And that's my little touch of being in the game, but it's like still owned by Titan, you know, all this stuff, right? Um, and uh, it takes like another how long after you quit did i quit was it a year basically like that more than that yeah so it takes like another more than that it takes like maybe another year and a half for me to quit after you quit um and i remember we had a big conversation we've had several pivotal conversations throughout our careers absolutely like a lot of pivotal the pivotal actually i mean we should here let's circle back to pivotal that, let's do that a, would be a really good let's do a story a story on pivotal conversations but to keep the eras we have like 20 percent of time then we have no plans to merge which i think coincides with inertia and jonathan renning's crusade on all of his good ideas like tailwind and all of his database optimization stuff his database course inertia he's just on fire and killing it and adam is giving him a platform to do it all and he obviously is just an amazing brain that everybody is looking up to. And I still think he's an amazing brain and wished I was able to read blog posts by him. If you're listening, Jonathan, get out from under the tailwind thumb and come back to Laravel, please. <laughs> Turn down the money. Turn down the money. No. He's killing it over there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think I think that it's 20% time, no plans to merge, and then Aaron Francis era. There's some middle well, era no, no, in there. No, you're missing an era. You're missing an okay. era, which is NFT era. <laughs> <laughs> There's NFT era right there in the middle. There is a somehow, somehow There's I got conned. Era. Someone conned me into going and joining the NFT world. I do an NFT project. <laughs> Ian, Eric, David, 
everybody's losing their I, minds. I take over, over your all NFT this project. Stuff. You take over my NFT project. All we're talking and about is everyone NFTs. Everyone stops, and I don't. We're all done with Laravel. Everyone's done. Daniel's still going, <laughs> but Daniel made more money than all of us, year. I think. Well, not not in the long eventually, time. no, eventually, no. But for a minute there, it was like you were late, and we're like the last man standing. But we're doing the most, the biggest stuff, no doubt. Yeah, of any of us, it was fun. Um, yeah, that. But that yeah, was a, that was a wild era. That was a wild era. But I, 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 I do think I wasted a lot of time there. Okay. Like yeah, as right, far as right, like right. my advancement, yeah. like it was a total sideshow. Yes. And I had to sort of come back and reestablish my right. momentum when I came back. Yes. And I think about like if I had had that year. To be, it, I mean, it's pointless. Right. I don't, I don't have it, and I'm grateful for everything. Of course, but like, but I do think about like if I had had that year and not taken that year off of, you know, yeah, you'd be a year my, ahead. Yeah, I'd be a year ahead of where I am. Right, now. but anyway, yeah, I am where I am. Right. Um. So I guess there's, I say the Aaron Francis era, and I, I mean, to give Aaron Francis his his moment here, like he emerges with what was it was tor- torch. I mean, really for me, the emergence was. You see some cool blog posts by this guy. Clearly, he's a smart guy. And mm-hmm. maybe Torchlight came out first. I don't know. But I remember it was like... The Hammerstone podcast, Torchlight. Okay, yeah. It was the Hammerstone podcast. Right. And it's like, okay. Well, he was... I remember him originally as a No Plans to Merge reply guy. True. You're right. So it, it was that us was my being first like, exposure to him. It, it was him replying, clearly listening and being like a deep fan of the show. And yeah. having good things to say. And he started like coming on our podcast by us saying, I remember because these people, they're the people that I can't remember their names because they're on Twitter a lot. And then I, we're talking about them and you go, what's that guy's name? Mm-hmm. But there That's are people a- who's Aaron, like, Aaron, Aaron Francis, who were just like active listeners and responded. And then over the time, to- over time, like you develop relationships with these people. Like Matt Swanson, Matt Swanson is a great He's example the, of one of these people. The best example. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, Aaron, it's funny because like now I Michael feel like I'm an Pe- Aaron Francis or Miguel. Guy. Miguel. Oh, Miguel. He's another one. Totally. That guy, you want to talk about you someone talk who about went, Journey? went all the way to NFT land? You talk about Miguel. <laughs> but <laughs> He works for WorldCoin now. Really? Yeah. Stare into the orb. Wow. Uh, anyway. So Aaron, his, his Laracon talk, I think, is the thing where everybody was like, oh, he's just as good as anybody else. Like as far as like people who've done really good talks and built really cool products and things that are interesting. His passion is through the roof and it's like, oh, this guy also, is a contender. Don't lose track of the Justin Jackson era. True. Justin Jackson had a big moment. He did. And I think, I think he basically like is focused more on like Transistor really popped off you know yes and now he's like i'm building transistor but before transistor popped off he was like he was very in the laravel ecosystem very yeah it was like adam has gone out like he does and adam has always been home in laravel but always looking in other places and always having a Mm -hmm. hand in other places and finding people from you know, uh, Canadian, uh, Canadian people. people. No, but from, uh, uh, what's that conference? The microconf, like, you know, he's yeah. got microconf. He's got obviously knowledge of all these other ecosystems, contacts with all, with designers and entrepreneurs and whatever. So he has brought so many people into the fold that wouldn't have been in the fold. And Justin mm-hmm. Jackson, I think is the best example of that. 
is somebody who I mean, like and I think has Ben Ornstein is a great example. Yes, although think, Justin yeah. is much more a darling of Laravel and Ben is is not. Um, but he's Ben's a darling of me. I love. Oh, ben. he's a darling. Absolutely, I'm obsessed with. He's ben. a Rails <laughs> community man. Yeah, um, yeah, and obviously he's touched the Laravel ecosystem, but he's he's not a Laravel guy. I don't know. I, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. he he obviously is like nowhere near Justin Jackson in terms of Laravel community status and engagement. You know, sure, 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 sure. Justin hosts the whatever, becomes friends with everybody. He's spoke he at MC Laracon. He MC Laracon. He spoke at Alpine Day. He you know definitely like listened to the show a bunch. Still listens. Mm-hmm. Still listens. Um, and still, here's the best thing about Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson stays putting us on little lists and stuff. Yeah, I in, know. In transistor marketing material, which is wild. What a sweet man. He really is like one of the sweetest people. He. Like he'll just like message me every once in a while and be like, "Hey, I put you on this page for like best developer podcasts." I'm like, "Thanks, yep, I know, I me you. too." He is fantastic about it, and it's totally doesn't come off as strategic in any way. It just comes off as no. like, I. Although let's give the devil his due. Uh, if you're hosting a podcast and you're wondering where to host it, the answer is transistor. Absolutely, I would do go. nothing See? but transistor. Nothing, and yeah. I am nothing but happy with it every time mm-hmm. I use it which is all the time. Yes, uh, flawless. Flawless execution. It is an amazing app. Perfectly done. Pricing is great. It's just great. Um, so yeah, you got your transistor. So yeah, good good call. And there's so many other people that like... Yeah, I, I know we're missing someone very We're probably missing somebody very important. important. There's lots of people who are like Philo, you know, has been around forever. Um, but, he, you know, within the last year or two, I would say emerging as somebody who like... Oh, has a good brain who writes tight. Oh, Sebastian Dedena. Like, th- those oh, are yeah, more sleeper yeah. people. We didn't even mention Frake era. Frake is basically dude. Frake is spread across this entire like a big span. Frake is like, Frake is like the uh, like if if uh, Taylor and Matt and Wathen if the, if that's like the five families that's the Italian mafia. Yeah. Frake is Whitey Bulger. <laughs> he's he's the Irish Boston mafia. He, he's the Irish mafia. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Frake is Whitey Bulger. Absolutely. Um, it's like, okay, he's got his we don't call other mafia over capos, here, but yeah. we got, I got my own thing going on with my own mafia. Yeah. Basically what we're chronologuing is the U S history of Laravel, because we haven't, ex- with the exception of Sean McCool, we haven't like touched uh, or yeah, yeah. Sean McCool. Right. Um, we haven't touched on that whole guard, you know, mm-hmm. that parallel universe of like, that old EU guard into, you know, uh, Frake and then Marcel coming up and all of those people. Yeah, like I remember, I think the first Dries. conversation I ever had with Marcel was about his like chat bot package mm-hmm. that I used to make my wedding chat bot that, oh, that, totally you, shit that I bed. did for all my invites. Yes. But like, then he just like, <laughs> he took off. Side note. A uh, bunch of people didn't show up to Daniel's wedding because he did his invites through the chatbot. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the chatbot's fault. It was actually uh, Twilio's fault. Okay, but this anyway. is the most Daniel thing. That's so funny. Just like oh. Jacob Davis, who works for us now at Thunk, my college roommate, didn't come oh to my, my wedding. God. And when John showed up, he was like, "Hey, Jacob, didn't want to say anything, but did you mean to not invite him?" It's like, oh no! And this is for not sure just a shotgun wedding. This is like a destination no. big 
to do wedding. Big planned wedding. <laughs> Big planned yeah. wedding. Oh my god, Daniel. This is Daniel. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um so yeah, the holy I mean, I remember Frank I remember Frank started Frank had an interesting rise to fame because his rise wasn't like the flashy like Adam Wathen or whatever. It's not like mm-hmm. hot tip tweets and it everybody like it, it was persistence. It was like I'm just going to put out reliable packages that solve everyday needs and I'm going to do a zillion of them. And all the US folks who think my name is Freak and I work at Spady B, they're going to learn. <laughs> they're going to learn <laughs> they that did, I'm Freak and it's Spotsy. Yeah. And yeah, like I yeah and he everyone knows and now he's a kingpin i mean he yeah, is a kingpin amongst kingpins he has more dude, he's getting like fanned with grape leaves absolutely yes he <laughs> is and the whole time he does it with this pleasant smile on his face and sheer humility just i saw like, him at, at oh. the archive us such a joy such a joy he to see is Frank. a wonderful guy uh one of the most pleasant people absolutely just a really an amazing guy you never don't want to hang out with frank he's the best yeah yes um that is absolutely frank yeah but we should give the eu you know we should at least you know i mean there's marcel there's Dries, there's everybody else i'm not Dries huge yeah Dries is um yeah i mean there's like this whole eu contingent and then i think like in this current era like eu has kind of taken over like yeah in a sense they, it, i mean or at least non-us i mean people beyond kind of taking over oh yeah everybody almost everybody who works who is from the u.s that works at laravel uh name one person nobody i can't even think of one jess and tim are australia yep. james is uk yep. nuno is portugal yep who else works there mm, i don't know <laughs> bunch of people goose i don't know either Goose, I don't know if you know Goose. Oh he's, yeah, he's a quieter one, but he's he's Peace legit, man. Peace be Goose. Goose. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a yeah. Laravel's a multinational. Yes. Yeah. Nobody from the sure. U.S. works at Laravel. Well, that's the interesting thing about this era is that like now there is Laravel for people to work at. Mm-hmm. Right. It used to True. be that, there's like, a new. The big heads had to work at Titan or Vehicle yes. or or be independent somewhere. Or being you were either independent, or, yeah. or you worked at HelpSpot, or you you know worked at one of the agencies. You worked at one of the agencies, and now it's like you can actually work at the headquarters, and now we you're in your own Laravel, secret club, Laravel. and you have your own elevated status just because of that. Which I mean was well earned, like, obviously. Or you can be one of these like sort of random people. Like there's some of these people who are like semi like Josh Hanley, sort of like semi employed by Livewire. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some people who are like, I guess I don't really know what filament's employment status of people is, but there's all these people who are like filament Team guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's a bunch of these guys now. Right. Yep. And Beyond Code, you know, is like now Beyond, it used to just be like Spotsy, Beyond and now Code it's rules. like I used to just think all those folks worked at Spotsy, and a I was wrong, but even the areas I was right, I'm wrong now because it's like the only people I know at Spotsy is. And I used to even think Brent. And I think Brent used to work there, but now he works for PHP he Storm. Did. So it's pretty much Frank and Sebastian are the only Spotsy people I know. Dries is Laravel. Marcel's Beyond Code. And I can't think of other people I'm missing, but those to me are like the big, the big EU heads. Sebastian to Dana. Do we say Sebastian? What's that? Do we say Sebastian? Yeah, I just said he worked at Spots. He still works okay. at Spotsy. 
Um, it was really nice talking to Marcel in Australia, by the way. But that I really cool enjoyed guy. hanging out with him and just like kind of having a little conversation cool. about like our businesses and stuff. It was yeah. nice. Yeah, he's a sweet, he's sweet uh, man. he is a sweet man. He's and he was really nice to Charlotte also. Oh, cool! That's cool. That's that's a way to like being kind to like. I, I could see the scenario where I don't know. For a, I remember feeling this way with Abigail. Was like oh, she doesn't know who I am. She doesn't want some random like developer mm-hmm. dude coming up and being like, hey, like. Talk. But the reality is, and I know this because Hannah. Uh, like there's sort of a there's very, a lot of similarities to Camp Hickory Hill where we grew up and her dad ran and she was the daughter who was there amongst all the many guys like myself who worked there and there was all mm-hmm. sorts of similar rankings in a sense like program directors and yeah whatever a lot of lore very similar to Laravel and mm-hmm. I remember thinking Hannah when I first like encountered her at camp I was like oh like I, I can't go up and like talk to her like she's she's got like she's friends with all these super high ups and I'm just like, I'm just a leader in training. I'm nothing. She wouldn't, even though we're the same age, she's hanging out with all these people I can't even get get a conversation with because they're so like high level. And then mm-hmm. after much later learning that, well, A, she had a crush on me, but that like she just, she always felt kind of like she wanted connections with people. She felt like almost like people didn't care enough or whatever, or like the people, if I would have gone up and talked to her, it would have meant a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I try to mm-hmm. think that way with people like abigail i mean i'm not saying she yeah. need, but people i think wives at a thing like this like charlotte or something appreciate when somebody even a you know if you're like a quote-unquote nobody according to like the status of the community that doesn't mean you can't go like mingle with the wife of top dog like it you you, right, you exactly. should you should and have a conversation and make them feel like well, welcome. And like and i think like the thing with you know, like Charlotte being there is like, you know, we're at the like post speaker dinner hangout, right? Where it's like the, the conference is over and we're all just like sitting at the cafe, like drinking coffee and people are drinking and we're like talking. It's a big rowdy crowd of Laravel devs. Yeah. And like Charlotte's like a quiet person or whatever, right? So like she's not going to inject like, herself into the conversation. Inject yeah. herself. And so like if no one spoke to her, it would just be like, she would just be sitting there staring at nothing you know yeah yep and like i just noticed marcel like actually like starting a conversation with her and stuff you know yes. which i like i was like thank you for doing that and also you're cool yes that actually right and it means a lot to you uh shout out to christoph rumpel when we were in belgium and hannah was with me and she's hanging with all all the people i mean everybody there was fantastic and kind and whatever um, but I specifically remember James Brooks, but definitely Kristoff, like, like she, she knows Chris, she, if I say Kristoff, she's like, oh, Kristoff, where, mm-hmm. I don't know. As, Ch- like, Charlotte says, oh, Marcel the Shell. Oh, funny. <laughs> um, yeah, Kristoff, just like we sat at a table eating frites and he, mm-hmm. you know, just asked her about her life and talked. To, we just had a conversation, really brought her into the whatever, took an interest and it meant a lot to her. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's legit. Where are we at on the eras? Have we finished the eras? Well, so, so there's. Why don't you Why don't you wrap us up on eras? I would say the final era that we're in right mm-hmm. now is the. I'm going to call it the video era. Yes. Because the YouTube era. This is the YouTube. And this is like the culmination of the Aaron Francis era. This, this is the Aaron like Francis era. This is capitalizing on YouTube or on video content, realizing that video is mm-hmm. king, and 
turning into that. Like now Eric Barnes is doing a setup. Like everybody's doing a setup. Everybody's getting their office looking good. Christoph is hired at Laravel as like the YouTube guy for Laravel. Like everybody's realizing that you need short form video content to be anything mm -hmm. right now. And Aaron obviously led that charge. Adam ushered in the courses era. Yes, he did. Yes, right? absolutely. Like, in the same way as that, changed, like, Aaron has yes. ushered in the YouTube era. It, it really is a community thing. There's so many communities that never had an Adam, so they don't have a courses culture. Laravel mm -hmm. does, so a lot of people can be self-made, which I think is awesome. And yes, Aaron is definitely ushering in the video era, the believe in yourself era, the like all of these kind of... The, yeah, he's definitely has a stamp on a lot. Um and yeah, we knew that like right away. Remember, we're just like, yeah, this guy, I remember telling yeah, you he's taken off way long ago. Like if I, Aaron, if I could invest instead of investing in like an index I remember fund, this. if I could when just we were talking about the Hammerstone invest podcast, in a yeah. human, I would invest my money in Aaron Francis. And I'm so confident that it would go very far. Like I yeah. would just put thousands of dollars down right now. And in a few years, I'll wake up a rich man. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. which yeah, he's doing. He's doing, which it. is uh, you know very true. Um, also, congratulations on his doubling his number of children. Yeah, congratulations to Aaron Francis. He's in the heat right now. He's got four littles. He sent me a Dude, picture of his minivan so the other day, and it's there are four car seats in his minivan, and all those children <laughs> are imagine. under three. <laughs> Dude, imagine, Dude, getting so wrecked. That's so hard. I can't even imagine. I cannot picture it. I cannot picture it. I cannot imagine it. I have one. And yeah. it's hard. <laughs> I don't even have one. And that's it's hard. hard to, it's not as hard. <laughs> it's hard just living. Living you know? is hard. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like, you got my HVAC keeps going out, you know? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a whole side story. Yeah. You got a busted igniter. You got a corroded <laughs> uh, ignition or a flame sensor. Something like that. Something like that. Yep. Call hey, I know a guy. Honestly, just call Brock. I, I'll get him on the phone with you if you want. He's uh I it's, I've got a guy. It's just okay. You know. If you ever need something Brock's. though, for real, Brock would be more okay. and Brock honestly, he he would fly out and help you for like the cost of his flights. <laughs> and he would love it. I don't I don't want that Brock. <laughs> he would do it. He's trying to move to North Carolina. Um Oh really? Yeah, he wants to move to Charlotte. Okay. Yep. Um cool yeah yep he's heavily but yeah so this is the era of video and we'll see where it goes we'll see where it goes yep you're either you're getting on video or yeah things are moving there man yep the, yeah anyway so those are the eras. doing eras. that's the eras. i do want to talk about our conversations many pivotal conversations absolutely because i think that's a more interesting conversation i can think of two for sure um i can think of so many okay um, so I remember, well, okay. So there was the conversation, our first major conversation, I think yep. was at Laracon. Uh, it was like, you realized like you were getting paid less than me or something. And then like you went and got more money. This wasn't at Laracon, was it? Yeah. I thought it, this it was, was on a retreat. No, it was at Laracon, Chicago. Oh, that, well, that's, and we were staying in the Airbnb. Then I got more conversations, but that was, I definitely... The most important conversation we ever had was that conversation yeah. where, oh, yeah, the Airbnb where we recorded that episode. 
Where we were and I think we still, like yeah. were we went outside for a minute. We stayed up super late. We were outside in this little courtyard smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's where it was, right? We we're smoking. I think that's where smoking it was, the smokes yeah. outside. Nobody's around. Like on the roof or whatever. It's like three a.m. or whatever. Yeah. And and yeah, like I'll tell you if you tell me. And then it was yeah, just kind of yeah. like yeah, well I make this one. Oh shit. He makes yeah. like way more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then you like went and negotiated. Yeah, and then I just like then... walked to Adam and Matt was or Matt and uh, uh, Dan and was like, so listen, <laughs> well I put together a whole presentation and I did it at my <laughs> yeah, six yeah. month review, right? And put a, like a together a slide deck which they were amused by. Um, That's so. And funny. they basically gave me what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then that kind of like led to the like whole salary transparency movement later. It did. Yeah, that was a pivotal conversation. Um, so that, that was a pivotal conversation. Yep. Then there was the um, the like many conversations. This sort of was like one conversation. So we used to have a meeting at Titan called uh, Cat Meetup. Yeah, Cat Meetup. And after Cat Meetup, we, we we had this thing called Titan Underground. Oh yeah, that was like a pretend. It was like a theoretically secret meeting that the bosses didn't know right. about. So what it Where was, like folks, cats just like a group yeah. hangout every week. That's there's no agenda, and people would hang out. But it did have like a defined point at the end where everybody's like, "All right, see ya," you know, and everybody closes Zoom. But those who are curious, like myself, you just kind of let people close Zoom and see what happens. And Jameson Valenta, like he, yeah, it was like me, you, Jamo, and Steve Shoker would come along. Yep, too. it was just like people who would just hang. And yeah. and yeah, it was like me, you, Jamo, Steve. Yeah, Jamo was the real like uh, hang guy. Yeah, he was the real. He was. And the we would just hang forever. <laughs> and then we called it Titan Underground because we started having all these great conversations, and it it was just like we could just talk about anything and let it fly, and we could. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so like all of the I like I think many of the conversations that led to both of us quitting, you know, happened on Titan Underground, and you know. Yeah. And that like kind of started those conversations, but like we had sort of like these ongoing conversations about, you know, I think both of us as like ambitious, uh, stubborn people like ran up against Matt sometimes. And so we would like debrief from that. And like, that was a huge, that was a huge portion of those conversations. And I remember one of the conversations when, when I said I got two, one of them is at a Titan, um, onsite in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was another time we stayed up till yes, five. Yes, this is this basically any time we were together in those three years, it was staying up yeah. to like five a.m. almost yeah. every time, like seeing the sunrise. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I was on Daniel time, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, we were like outside on the swings or something. And that mm-hmm. like I was, we both had issues for sure, but I had like I was much more um, you were torn up about yeah. my issues and. I guess all I'll say is what I remember from that is like, those are some of the moments where like Daniel's a real friend, you know, like Daniel's a real friend. He'll listen to you. And like, we went there, I can bear my soul and, and we can really get real. And I remember you got real too. It was like definitely real times. Like when you have those, you know, like a friendship elevates to a certain level when you get, when you basically bear your soul and are completely vulnerable and transparent and the other person receives it well and and you can do that in a reciprocal way and we definitely did that and that i think changed our relationship even just from that conversation it was just like mm-hmm. oh he's like a brother to me he's not just like a co-host you know 
Yeah, and I think it. I think when at that point, I think I knew you were leaving soon. Yeah, you know, like I didn't know when, but I knew you were going to leave soon. And I think at that point, I knew I was going to leave in in the re- near-ish future. Yeah, you know. Yep. And it took me longer because I was more scared than you. Right. Um, but like that, I think that was the turning point where I was like, okay, like I think you know they like, they like shut a- us down in one of the in one of the on-site talks like because we were being our disruptive selves we, we were. were like you know basically rallying the troops against the i basically told matt he had to tell us how much money he made i remember like that. in in a big meeting where the whole company's there matt and dan are doing this presentation and we're just derailing it completely and Talking being complete shit. assholes um and and just like you know obviously taking it in a direction that they have no control over and t- you want to piss Matt off, m- turn something into something he has no control over. And, and that was definite. I remember they like, were just, and the company was they like, like shut us the down, company was the, you know, and the that company pissed was the me off. It had ever been too, you yes. know, like there was just a bunch of people. And I think it was like kind of their, you know, they were trying to hold it together. Yes. And we were just being, and they, what they childish. were doing was like, <laughs> we, we came, we were like, you tell me how much money you make and now i'm like hey he makes way more money than me and i feel like we do the same job so give give me more money and they're like all right sure and then we're like hey how many other people are making way less money we should be a little bit better about this how about transparency and like okay yeah we'll go to the drawing board whatever i'm not trying to slam them they're great founders i've learned so much and i was so immature they uh, then they completely. come to this onsite and they have they lay out this plan of like they gave us a, they gave us everything we wanted salaries. here is what you wanted daniel and caleb here is salary transparency completely laid out and here's a system for it we can be totally above board here it is company and me and you are like bullshit How much you make though <laughs> we're like we're like nope not it because <laughs> it I just remember like it really was it this is so much better than every company ever does but it was like all right salaries are all now pinned down everybody's gonna make the same amount but there's like a sixty thousand dollar leeway for when you get hired i think it was like forty thousand or maybe twenty thousand but it was some it was like a loophole and i'm like we're like wait a second no this is not salary transparency no and then daniel's like how much money do you make (laughs) so that's a great way to totally bomb the whole the whole thing and Yeah. yeah so our days were numbered because we were we were just we were just a pain oh we were a pain in the ass they should have fired us honestly like there were so many times where now looking back is like i was so much more trouble than i was worth i almost got, I almost got fired once did you yeah nice uh it's because i well the, this was actually how i ended up getting diagnosed with adhd but there was like a week where i just didn't do anything <laughs> one time <laughs> like oh. the client noticed that no get had happened right and uh yeah, came down i was like yeah i i keep trying to start doing shit and i can't do anything yeah and i ended up like going and getting a diagnosis about nice it. um but yeah it was wild yep um shout out to matt and dan for being killer employers who don't just fire daniel for just taking nice a week off and getting paid <laughs> and working with you they always work with you they always are more no, interested yeah. in your health and your mental health and they understand no, all like, those dynamics the way we're talking about this like sounds like we are mad at them but it's like and we were kind of oh mad we were at them so mad at them in the moment i am but nothing like, but happy with them and nothing but sorry for so the way i for both of them and like, absolutely i think i was a total douche 
But. Absolutely. I was so young and brazen. I was mad I wasn't like promoted more and all this stuff. I was yeah. like, I'm killing it out here, blah, blah, blah. And you're keeping <laughs> me down. And and in a sense, it's true because... That's what the business is. Yeah. Like in a sense, it's it's true. But in a sense, it's so false. Like yeah. the, what they were telling me without saying is like... <laughs> the reason we're not making you a leader in our company is because you're even acting this way, you know, because <laughs> you're fucking <laughs> because you think that all that matters is code chops. You know, that's what it yeah. was basically is like, mm -hmm. how about work with somebody and mentor them? How about that? Like yeah. that's going to make us see you as more of a leader than like your hot tip tweets and your cool packages, you know? But mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Screw that. And I'm going to do my own thing and promote myself. And it worked. But <laughs> so I'm not mad. I'm not sad. But uh, they were no, right. But you I, know? Do think, I do think that like both you and I are like unemployable. And I think like Absolutely. Adam is kind of this way too. Absolutely. Right? He is unemployable. Like we are unemployable. Unemployable people. Like and like. Because ask me about any other has, job I had. It was the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> this yeah. was no and Matt different. Has a, Matt has a great talent for like. Uh, finding very smart unemployable people he does <laughs> and employing them bummer for matt <laughs> yeah it, it bites him in the ass every time i wonder if he were able to I think speak he's gotten better at hiring employable people. i think so too i think he yeah. now definitely takes this into consideration in a much bigger way like when i first started there i remember like basically saying like like yeah like this is a stepping stone for me i'm gonna be the next adam wathen I said the same shit. And I didn't say I was going to be the next Adam. Yeah, maybe I, I didn't said, say those words, but it was pretty clear. I said, I'm going to start an agency yeah. and I'm here to learn how to run a good agency. I remember that. That was your crusade. And I did. And mine was, and I'm going to get famous and be a really good developer and use the Titan clout to like. I like how we both did exactly what we said. We, we did. Do. That's funny. We, I, we did exactly that. And I, I remember him being like, wait, hold up. That's not how this works. <laughs> and I, so I think now probably part of his at least interview process, if not just secret thing he's feeling out, is like, you want to knock it hard at Titan? You probably say, I'm just going to use you and leave you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was like, that was like our off ramp of Titan was like, both of us were like, all right, on to do we're our own We're still going to do the thing we wanted to do. And but then I like took another job. Yeah, like I like left Titan to go work for Chris Morrell. Yep, there was um, that little it, blip in there, and that was where I discovered that I was unemployable. <laughs> I'm still and unemployable. It, it, it wasn't that I didn't like Titan. It was that I didn't like having a boss. Yep. Yeah, you realize like, um, oh, Titan's like actually one of the best places to work. It's just I'm the yeah, worst employee. And Chris is Chris is as good as Matt yeah. is. You know, yep. like, but. uh and it's great because I now have like great relationships with both Matt and True. Chris as my friends, Same. not as my boss. Yes. You know? Um, but yeah, there were many, like that whole year was like, we were talking constantly about like, how do we handle this? And like, yes. what just dealing what is with it? all that. Yep. And I remember you quit and I was working for Chris at InterNACHI. And there was this, do you remember the, let's start the live wire agency conversation. Oh, yeah. I remember this, exactly where I was. I remember it very too. well. This was like one of the most pivotal conversations of my career. Yep. And I don't, do you remember your advice to me? Uh, no. Okay. 
Your advice to me was very key, and I actually tell people this. I actually told a guy this at Laracon AU. Okay. Which is just like, you just have to get in the game. Mm. You have no leverage. You have no levers to pull until you just get in the yep. game. You have to quit and just go find a way to make your own money. Yep. And once you're doing that, you can do whatever. Yeah. Right? I do remember that. And that was true. Yeah. Um, right. It was like we were like, like talking all this stuff and trying to figure out all these like... This is like a four-day conversation. Oh, yes. <laughs> Many hours. Uh, super long walks. I remember like the neighborhood I like explored because of this conversation over and over looping the same blocks. And... And with Adam too, I remember calling him for advice and running this by him and get, you know, just like, yeah, yeah. And, and being super excited about it, but really wanting to make sure that it's a good idea and trying to figure it all out and sort of coming to the conclusion that like, yeah, Daniel needs more leverage. Like, you know, this is something, it wasn't like Daniel needs more leverage for me to work well, with it was him. Like, it, you it was and I, like, so the conversation was like, should you and I start an agency yeah. that was the live wire agency? Yep. Right. And then like take a bunch of like live wire clients and then like but build an agency and you basically were like i don't want to run an agency yeah i just want to run livewire and i was like well that's fine i'll run an agency and like you run livewire but then like we can sell all this work because like you're you're livewire yeah so we can just like sell livewire or whatever and eventually you were just like you need to just go do whatever you're gonna do like yes. don't tie your thing to my thing you know um which Felt bad at the time. Yep. But then, like, over time, I think I realized that, like, like, you and I, in the same way that I think we're unemployable, I don't think either, like, we couldn't run a business together. Yeah. Right? You, you like, need a John and I need a Jason. And... Yeah, like, we, like, I think we could do business together, but, like, I don't think we can, like, run a business together. Like, we're both very, like directional i mostly people. agree i there is of yeah. course a part of me as i imagine with you that thinks like you know we would have there is it. a magic <laughs> that happens when you and i work together when we talk to each other yeah. that doesn't happen with a lot of other conversations i have and relationships i have and yeah. may, it might just be like just way more bad ideas and a few good ideas but i think those few good ideas would be great and i i do think that like in an alternate universe all the problems of us working together yeah there would be like directional problems of course but i think we also have that thing in our that dynamic in our relationship and this is it's like that rare beautiful thing that i have with very few people mitch is the other shining example of this where like we can i can tell you i can tell you i really don't like that idea and i think you're wrong and then we'll argue about it, but not in a heated defensive way for a long time. Mm -hmm. And we can both be like, okay, that's a better idea. And if we're hurt, we can tell each other, I'm actually kind of hurt by that. And we can mm -hmm. then talk about our emotions yeah, and remember. how one person hurt each other. And it's like, that is actually kind of can heal a lot and is like really during a hedge. That, I remember during that conversation, I was like, I want to make Livewire mobile. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm going to make like a react, oh, I'm going to make like Livewire as an API and then make like a react native, a react native adapter for Livewire. Yep. And you were like, I'm probably going to do that. Yep. So, so like, don't do that. And I was so hurt because I was like, you're never going to do this, Caleb. What are you talking about? Yes. You're totally not going to do it. And you haven't, but I haven't, uh, but, but guess like, what, Daniel, I still tell people that. Somebody, you know, within else? the last month, seen... messaged me and was like, "I heard you like mention the idea of like mobile or whatever," 
And this is like a person who's actually pretty qualified to do this. And I've seen kind of a working prototype of it. I mean, now there's all sorts of like opportunity for this kind of thing between, you know, uh, Laravel native or PHP native or whatever and mm -hmm. native PHP and um, Tori and all these things. Like people have done this kind of stuff. And so this person reached out to me and I basically said the same thing, which is like, go for it. I loosely intend on doing this at some point point in the distant future. It's not even on my priority list. Just don't be mad if I decide to do it. If I, I sure I don't you. want, yeah. basically what I'm saying is like, don't take what I, if you're looking for me to say you're the guy to do this, I'm not going to say that. And, mm -hmm. and I still say that, which is like, it's a weird thing to say because it's like, what am I just, I don't know. But yeah, I do remember saying no, that to you. It was, yeah. it was, important and solidifying for me because i was like oh i need to just go get it myself yeah. you know because i part at, up until then i was like maybe i'm gonna like leave and then go work with caleb right you know yep. and like join caleb's thing yeah you know but then i was like this is not gonna happen this way right, right? And so that was when I was like, all right, I have to go find a way to get it myself. Yeah. You and they, it was like, it was a hard conversation. I remember. It was, but it was like, I think you were right. I think you were right to not do the partnership thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think the partnership, I don't know, maybe we would have made a million dollars already. But, um, I but I think like for my personal experience of it, like I think like starting it from scratch and like growing a like freelance business into an agency was a much better yes. experience. And now I feel like I have full control of my destiny and I'm the captain of my own ship and you know, all this stuff. I learned two things from that. And the one thing you kind of said that I learned in real time was I learned. So a big part of that and conversations like that for me is fear of losing uh, control, losing, um, profit losing whatever when somebody says mm -hmm. to me like oh, i have this idea i want to do whatever and it's like okay i don't want to do that right now but if you do it and i'm not involved mm -hmm. then i either don't profit i don't get to influence it i don't get you know whatever so it's this like tight spot where i find myself in where i'm like i've realized you can't have your cake and eat it too so you either have to be willing to pony up and do it or just release control and let somebody else do it and of course maintain the right to do it yourself if you ever want but just let that that's how a community grows and you know by independent people doing independent things on their own and earning their you know reputation and profit in their own right um and i had to learn that i had to like really be comfortable because i remember a big hold up for me is like oh there's like money on the table with this and whatever like and then if I just say, Daniel, you should just go do this yourself. Then it's like, well, if I'm just feeding you leads, like I should get money and you know, whatever, all of this stuff that just makes it more complicated where like now I've learned to just say, to just set an idea sale, like go mm -hmm. and do it. I'll be here to encourage you. Like, you know, and yeah, I might just do it and squash you someday, but <laughs> no, but that come at me, bro. But yeah, that I, I learned that and uh, something else that I forgot that I learned, but whatever. Yeah, no, I think it was, I think it was. Oh, briefly. Really informative. I remember the oh, yeah. other thing I learned that um, because I've had conversations with you, with Mitch, with other people, like it's like my closest friends 
who I respect more than anybody, both like just ethically, personality, their brain, their coding chops, that there's been so many points where I remember calling Mitch or having conversations with Mitch that was like, dude, like being totally underwater with, with Livewire support and like pull requests and crap and just feeling like I really need somebody else and, and just wanting to be like, come with me and let's partner up on this thing. And, and because I'm so hesitant, just be like, let me pay you a wage. Be like, let's just partner. We're going to be 50, 50. Like I've thought those things about different people that I, I'm mm -hmm. thinking you and Mitch are the ones that I can think of. We're having these thoughts. That's like, Oh, it'd be so nice to have my Steve Shoger and to just like, 50 50 on this thing and go in and i've learned that like i'm i've bet i'm i am glad i i didn't both times and i'm glad that now it's sort of a tenet of mine is like you don't have to you know you can still work with people and i think i would have regretted both moves um mm -hmm. you know so yeah for the mainly because what it was the motivation is just desperation to get out from under the workload and like an yeah. irrational idea of like needing somebody to be like a full partner. Um, but yeah, like taking 50%, if I had to give 50% of everything I have away right now, um, I think I would, I think I would wonder what would, what, what it would be like if I could have a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's another thing. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, that, I, that conversation, the like get in the game conversation, like, that definitely was when I like decided I was going to quit Internachi. Yeah. Uh, started looking for a big enough freelance client to you quit got with. in the game. I remember that. I went and got in the I game. Remember and that then I remember that very distinctly. And then I quickly immediately got out of the game and went and built an NFT. True. <laughs> but then I came back and got back into the game. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I think. Yeah, I mean, I think like both of us like have had many like pivotal moments in our career. And that's not even to mention like just the conversations we had about like Livewire and Alpine and like the, the sort of like ideas for things that sort of emerged over time or, you know, like, I think like, I, I think we talked about Ziggy before Ziggy existed. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Think, sushi. You know, there's, there's, oh, sushi. Most yeah. of our good ideas started as conversations on this podcast. Yeah. Or the other podcast that we shall not name. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so interesting how much of like the past like decade of our careers has just been like this weird thing that has been like, like this podcast makes us no money. Oh yeah. Explicitly. Yep. Explicitly right? zero dollars. Like, explicitly zero dollars. But like that all of the money I've made in the past forever has been a result of like us doing a podcast, yeah. you know, and it's whether that's just like us having the conversations that led to us making the decisions that we made or like explicitly, like we built an audience and then that audience turned into paying clients and then, you know, whatever, right. like, it was funny. I was talking, I was at a poker game the other day and I was saying like, Oh, something's blowing up on Twitter. And the guy was like, you tweet? And I was like, bro, every dollar I have made in the last decade <laughs> is a direct a result of Twitter. <laughs> yes. Like, literally, Twitter is, like, my whole career. Yep. I don't know what to tell you, know. Right. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's so weird, weird how, like, these little things have just, like, 
generated our careers. You know who the hero in this whole story is of both of these? Who? It's Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's 100% Shout Twitter. Shout out Jack. <laughs> Shout out Jack. <laughs> it, like, I remember the first Laracon I went to, and everybody was like, what's your Twitter handle? And I remember Jeffrey Way saying, follow me on Twitter on stage. Pretty sure. Yeah. And then it, it just, everybody was exchanging Twitter handles. And I was like, I should make a Twitter. And I should see what's yeah. going on on here. And yeah. that's changed everything. It's like, this is our watering hole. It's our water cooler. It's our billboards. It's our networking social event. It's everything, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how exposed we are, too. What do you mean? I mean, you're less so because now you have a big mailing list. But Oh, right. Platform like, risk. It's crazy how, how much platform risk there is. Yeah, right. I My uh, hedge against... Basically, if I didn't have documentation sites that people were on a lot for these tools, mm -hmm. like as soon as AI, I'm exposed because of AI because of that. As soon as my docs become useless because of AI stuff, then uh, then I actually lose that. But that that's a hedge against. Yeah, I have three hedges basically, or three uh, diversified doc sites, docs, the mailing list, mailing list, and Twitter. And, and then I guess the podcasts and the podcasts, which are pretty much nothing like I think like our, you know, we I guess we have our thousand true fans. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what that's what it's good for. Right. Is that like if we ever if Twitter shut down overnight and we needed to relocate our thousand true fans, we could. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it shut down overnight. Right. How do you hear from Caleb and Daniel? This is how you can hear from Caleb and Daniel on yeah, an yeah. open platform like podcast yeah rss um, transistor.fm baby. baby that's right um yeah yeah that is cool that is another channel you're right yeah if you think about it like truly if any of these shut down this is another channel for us yeah and we like control it. we do this is the one we have the most control over mailing lists mailing you lists, have full you control can... it's an open standard but mm-hmm mailing lists are weird because of like you're kind of at the Can't mercy and all that yes, stuff. you're at the yeah. mercy of the email providers to not throw you in the spam folder basically because mm -hmm. they can just bury you but podcasts if you hit subscribe you got access you subscribed, you subscribed. Baby. yeah oh daniel a fun trip down uh, memory lane daniel fun. did we it was yeah. you know we've come a long oh. way me and you daniel well, I wanted to say something on here that we didn't get to say. Yeah. Uh, I'm speaking at Larry of you. Yeah. This, the next conversation is, is a big moment. That's like Daniel has now broken into the speaker sphere. The Laracon game. Have you done a conference talk? Truthfully. Uh, I've done meetup talks, but I've never done like a big, like I've done meetup talks to dozen, maybe two dozen people. Yeah. You know, yep. I've never done a conference talk to a room full of conference people before AU. Okay. So I want to hear about your conference talk. What I've heard, what I, this is what I figured. This is what mm -hmm. I figured about Daniel's conference talk. Daniel is funny as can be super. Everything I know of Daniel is you are confident, charismatic, and very funny and smart. So 
it makes sense that you would be a killer speaker. However, Daniel, A, doesn't have a lot of speaking experience, so maybe he clams up and isn't a good public speaker. Maybe it's too, maybe it's too much or something. Or B, Daniel doesn't take it seriously enough and hacks together something at the last minute and it flops. And so those were my two fears because everything in me is like, he could be the next great speaker unless one of these two things happens. So and, one of those things kind of happened. Uh, well, let, let me just say before you tear it down, um, mm -hmm. from what I've heard it, and I haven't seen the talk cause it's not out yet. Right. I have a video. I'll send it, send to, it to me. Um, I haven't watched it all the way through. That's how like oh, I feel. Okay. Yes. Well, let's talk about all that, but I'll say that from what I've heard, um, I, I, I hate saying words like the best talk because you know, you don't want to say that and poo poo on everybody else, but, uh, Daniel killed it. And from what I hear it, he, everybody says, oh, he's so funny and charismatic and all those things came through and it makes me very happy. Um, cause it's like, yeah, it freaking worked. So I'm Hell glad yeah. that, and I want to hear from your perspective, but from my perspective, it was like the things I hoped were true were true. Yeah. So I've, I've done like a lot of like cognitive framing and reframing of like what happened. Right. Yeah. Because what, so to peel the bandaid off, like what happened is during my live coding demo, like something went wrong right at the end with like two minutes left in the talk. And like it, that part didn't go perfect. Okay. Right. And when and it I didn't go perfect, were you, were you um, unraveling? I freaked out for, I would say 20 seconds. Okay. Maybe less, maybe 15 seconds. I freaked out. Okay. And then... I like quickly realized like I'm not going to debug this in time. Like mm -hmm. I can't keep trying right now. Yeah. So I have to quickly pivot away from the live demo. Yep. Right. And I did. And I like talked through what was coming next and then like got off stage. Nice. Right. You recovered. And I recovered. Yeah. Um, but the experience. So interesting thing. Josh and I were messing around with verbs the other day and we figured out the cause of it. There was a bug that was only in verbs for one commit. Okay. And apparently the version of verbs I had downloaded to my hard drive that day yeah. was like in the one commit where this bug existed in verbs. Wow. Um, so that was what it was. So, Dang. That was why I like wasn't able to replicate it later. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the whole talk went great. Like I was I was getting laughs at the exact places I was supposed to get laughs. Yep. People in the front can you normally see people in the front row at like US or EU, or is it too bright? Pretty much too bright. Okay. What I've heard from people is that you can't really see people. Yeah. At Australia, you could see people, That's great. which was great. That's so much better. Um, oh my God. So I was just like <laughs> There was a few people who I could just tell were like locked in. Cool. You know? Nice. And so like it was great. I was just talking directly to those people, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And they were just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You yeah. know, like I could just tell like they were engaged. So I was riding yes. that energy, yes. you know? And uh there's a few lines that like I knew were gonna kill and they did. Nice. Like there's this one so like the whole frame of the talk is like you're getting emails from a coworker that have like requirements okay. and then like you have to implement yeah. them. Right. And so there's this one email you get where you're like, 
Oh, of course. Honestly, this is not his fault. I should have seen this coming. I've been around long enough to know you never make a single status column. You always make, and then it's like slide change is like three timestamps. Yeah. And every, like it killed yes. it exactly the way it was supposed That's to, great. you know? Um, and uh, so I was like, this felt great. And then like I, when I messed up the live coding, like this like adrenaline bomb of like the most fight or flight response I've ever experienced in my life, yeah. just like, filled me up and I was literally like twitchy and like jittery in for the next seven hours. Yeah. Like after the talk, like I like couldn't calm down or sit still. And like, I was like with like Malcolm and Josh and Charlotte and then we like went to get dinner and stuff and I was trying to like chill and be a good time. But all I I was just like running it over my head and like being uncomfortable and like, but like trying to not like, make it about me. So I kept like saying out loud, like, it's fine. Like talking through how it was actually fine to other people. But I was like, (sighs) it just was so like painful and jittery Mm. that it didn't go perfectly. Yep. But then everyone was saying like, it went really well. It was a great talk, but I'm like, you're just saying that because you know, I I fucked up and you're like being nice to me, but I'm like, I fucked it up. I fucked it all up, you know? Yes. But I rewatched the beginning of it. I haven't like let myself get to the end yet, yeah. but like I rewatched the beginning of it and I have confirmed that the beginning I killed. Great. So I'm really interested to eventually sack up right. and watch the end of it. But like, I think yeah. I did fine. That, I mean, that's exactly my experience with the last Laracon talk. <laughs> it's like starting to unravel, having to recover. Did you unravel? Um, it was very subtle. I don't remember it wasn't, it. apparently it was almost undetectable. But it felt like unraveling my hands. I have shaky hands. My dad and grandpa uh-huh. have like, it, it's just going to happen to me over my life. My hands are going to get so shaky. I can't really write well even. Mm-hmm. And normally with low stress, I, I've typed fine. But on mm-hmm. stage with the high stress, and I never use my laptop keyboard. And you don't have like elbow support. You don't have elbow You're support. You're kind of like hovering yeah. your hands. I don't ever use my laptop keyboard. So my fingers aren't used to it. They're used to my normal keyboard and, and which is a split keyboard. Obviously it's like not just a different, it's not just same keyboard detached. And I, I couldn't type like I I kept having to like, I kept flubbing the typing. And then there were a few times where, where I'm, I, I mean, I, whatever, I mean, on state, I didn't, I did I tell you this? I I literally like thought I was going to throw up. And mm-hmm. I was like making plans for like walking off stage, but also being like, you know, it's that moment. Like, is this happening right now? Is this really happening to me right now? My hands are so shaky because I'm nervous about them being shaky. And now I feel sick and I'm losing all of my charisma and humor and I'm unraveling. And this is horrible. Um, mm. And then I got off stage and I was miserable about it. And and yeah, everybody I talked to that said it was great or whatever, I didn't believe them, but I had to not, I had to hold myself back from being like, oh yeah, but it sucked and you know, whatever. And it, and yeah, same thing. It, I mean, it, it kind of like wrecked me in a sense. And I, I definitely, I wrote down a big note for myself for next time so that I don't forget how painful it was leading up to it and it and after to be like, this might not mm-hmm. be worth it, <laughs> but I'll probably do it. I'm already planning on doing it again, but yeah. Anyway, so similar experience, um, yeah, I didn't have anything go drastically wrong, so it wasn't like a 
an obvious derail in the sense like yours was at the end apparently but i felt all the things you're describing um yeah yeah and it sucks um it, yeah it it really sucked to experience as me yes i don't think the talk sucked yeah and people don't I think, really I give a crap the, like eh. well and that's the thing like i had to keep talking myself into like well like it accomplished like it had i had two goals for that talk right for it to be like a blast yeah and for it to be good propaganda yep right and i was like i don't know if me fucking up the demo messed up my propaganda it may have messed up my propaganda i gotcha and that's what i was worried about because i i knew everyone had fun yeah right right you know and that's really the like i knew thing, yeah right and so anyway now i feel fine because people are using verbs uh people are installing it like people are messaging me about it like that's all i fucking care about right yeah. is like i just want people to be writing verbs code like yep. so that i can start germinating this community of people who are using it yep right yeah. like i just needed to seed verbs into the world so that i could start growing it yep. you know and now it's out there and like that's all i fucking care about yep. you know what was early livewire like like, I, I don't remember, I know we talked about it, but I don't really remember what your experience of like the first two or three months of Livewire being out there. Yeah, um, it I think it wasn't fully open source until my Laracon talk. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, it was, it was a lot of uh, GitHub and I don't know. I mean, just kind of what you would think. I don't know. Do you have a more poignant question? Well, just like, like when did people, I remember there was a period like as a freelancer. Yeah. I remember not being able to convince people to use it. Yeah. That was for the probably first year and a half. Um, yeah, definitely I, for the first two years, even until V2, I, I felt that way until V1, I definitely yeah. felt v that way. And it was a lot of that. It was so much of that. Totally. Yeah. That, so that's the part. And like, I almost felt like people who I'm were going like, all in on it because they trusted me. I felt like crazy. you're crazy, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But now I feel like almost nervous for you. Like, you know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like in this point where I'm like, I'm so excited that it's out there and people are touching it and writing code with yeah. it that like adoption is actually like not a high priority because I just want to use it, yeah. you know, and I want Chris to be using it. Like Chris is going to be Chris is like my. Like I kind of only want like four people to be using it. Yeah. But I want them to be using it hard and like telling me about everything they're doing and like. Yep. In this period, you know, right? Like that's. In this yeah, period. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, which I think maybe more than that are using it right now. But right. like. Um, but yeah, this is like a. I'm trying to like figure out like how hard should I push right this second. Right. Versus like how much should I just like let it be and see what naturally comes back to me? Yeah. I you think, know? I mean, for me, the first six months, I think. So I, I had a big period of private people of non-public oh, of closed source. Um, mm -hmm. where, we, we did too. Right. right. Um, where by the end of it, but, but that period I think lasted maybe six months and there was mm -hmm. like a lot of people in it and helping using and using it. And mm -hmm. I was taking, I was taking as many calls as I could, like Zoom calls. And even with people, I reached out to everybody at Titan, um, like, uh, and I would just be like, can you hop on a call with me? 
and let me show you the docs and let me pitch it to you. I want your opinion on these APIs and whatever. And then there was open source people. So there was a period where I was glad to like, just kind of get it working well before, you know, really like announcing it and launching it where this, I think you're compared to the live wire. I think you're earlier to the launch. So mm -hmm. I would think that, yeah, like this is, this is your chance to make it rock solid and feel really great about it. And then you push really hard once you feel like it's trustworthy. And the way to do that is tagging 1.0, making the docs feel 1.0. That's a mistake I made. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I were to do it over again, I would put way more effort into the docs, tag a 1.0. And because that's really a big thing for people. It's like, they don't want to depend on something at their company. That's not, that's 1. not 1. 1.0. Yeah. Obviously you need people need for, to trust your thing in their apps. They need time that it's been around a while because the more time it's been around, the more time it will be around. So that's their assurance mm -hmm. there. They need to hear from a lot of people that it's good and that they mm -hmm. use it. And then they need a 1.0 and they need rock solid documentation so that it feels like a reliable project. And those are kind of the four things you need to then confidently go and, you know, be like, everybody use this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's where I'm at. Like, so like, oh my God, I'm at this point now where it's like, I, I'm not ready to go say everybody use this thing, yeah. but I, I, I want like, I want some people who are like, Hey, I'm going to use this. I want someone to come up and be like, I don't care that you're saying don't use this thing. Yep. I'm going to use it anyway. Yes. And then I want to hold that person's hand for dear life. Yep. To like get them yeah. through it, you yep. know? So that's kind of like where I'm at right now is like, there's some people playing with it. Yep. I know Chris and them are going to end up using it in production for sure. Okay. Because it's Chris, you know? Yes. Like, he built it with me. Right. Like, That's huge, actually. And at a company. And he'll whatever. be doing it. The risk with production. that is that you, the tool becomes more tailored to Chris's needs and ideas for his Chris's app. implementation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to. Fortunately, like, I'm very stubborn about the API. So, like, yeah. You know, I'll how do be, I find verbs? I Googled verbs Laravel and verbs, verbs.thunk.dev. Yeah. Okay. Um, or uh, composer require higher thunk slash verbs. Gotcha, verbs, I think. Yeah, still in alpha. Um, okay, so yeah. I'm, I'm just scanning to see, like, because last time I saw it, it was pretty whip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's still, it's still, like. If I could give you one piece of advice. I think the advice, story isn't finished. Daniel. The docs narrative isn't finished. It's that the, if it's the docs are more important than anything and the mistake you will make of all the mistakes is not giving the docs the attention they deserve. And that's the hard earned mm -hmm. lesson that I've learned. And I hope I don't make that same mistake again, but it's the mistake so many people make and it's the way to beat the odds. Yep. So like so it's to write the, is to write the docs and make them better than the project. And like is. rewrite and rewrite, rewrite and rewrite, add yeah. examples, add content, tons of content, all the things like, the docs should explain. Next episode, next episode, we should talk about docs philosophy. Yeah, I'd love to. I, uh, yeah, I feel like for the first time in my career, I'm proud of the documentation that I write now. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like the, the Livewire V3 docs are like killer. Nice. You know? Yeah. I also, like, 
I'm writing live RV3 all the time now, nice. which, by the way, rules. Sweet. It's so good. Sweet. V3. I just, I just uh, did like a heroic session of like debugging something yeah. in an app that was like migrated from V2 to V3. And like there's a few things that are just like weird bugs and stuff. Okay. Um, not because of live art, just because of like choices. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was just a thing of like, I, I refactored a thing where we had a property that was an eloquent collection that we were populating on an updated hook and just like refactored it to a computer property yeah. and cached it and like did all this stuff. Yeah. And like the component just visually looks so much nicer yeah. now, you know, just like living with the component feels so much nicer one of the philosophies works <laughs> nice you know like the bug is gone and it looks prettier at the same time i love that's it. that is one of the sort of smells the v2 smells to me is like my philosophy now is up lifecycle hooks are there for me basically and for mm -hmm. your own little abstractions but mount's the only one that the public should be using everything else should have a better api and you don't have an updated hook because you shouldn't yeah. have to think about that did you see josh's talk did you watch his talk is it available i have the video i think it's unlisted right now i mean i would love to see josh's his talk, talk is great his talk is great his opinions are just correct yes um <laughs> josh's opinions are he's right. got good opinions and and like i think as far as like writing live wire apps yeah like i don't think there's anyone better at it than josh right now yeah he's like, the man he's tip of the spear and like as a person who also like writes a lot of live wire apps and like considers myself good at yeah. it like working with josh on a project where we're just like bouncing ideas back and forth and like like we'll like run up against a problem and be like we should come up with a really good solution for this problem mm later right and then we'll like think about it for a week and then we'll come back and be like i think we've settled on like a good way to do this thing you know yeah. it's so nice to like work with someone who f i feel like is like you know top one percent live wire implementers top you yeah. know top it's fucking it's great yep josh is killer and i'm so glad he, so he was i'm so glad he was able to spew some of his knowledge to the public yeah so good well so the night before we were giving our talks to each other and shit like yeah it was okay good stuff nice was good yeah stuff. that's great how many josh is great people. josh is fantastic people some of the best people there yep. are is josh he is very smart he knows everything about livewire mm -hmm. but more than that he is a he's easy dude. rock solid guy like morally and he's easy going he's easy going and he is a giver and a server he is there mm -hmm. to help people truly for no benefit of his own, just to help people, you know, he's there for the love of the game. That's he's one of those people. He's just like, I love writing live wire. I love helping people. That's why I'm here. You know, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. He is solid, solid people. Absolutely. Good people. Josh Hanley. He should, he should get some benefit for himself in there as well. <laughs> Try to keep the benefit pretty low. Make sure, you know, keep him, <laughs> keep him at altruistic. <laughs> That's what you're um, for. You, yeah, you right. hire him to do agency work and and uh no, I'll, I'll pay him too, but 
but yeah it's good times um it's good times daniel josh hanley how many people were at laricon au like how many people in the audience attendees yeah uh 375 i think okay nice and then eu 750 i think okay so like double it yep and then who knows maybe au maybe us will be 1500 this year oh we'll just god i hope doubling. not <laughs> you you thought you were gonna puke last year i know dude i'm like almost i think if i do another talk which i imagine i will i don't know i need some insurance if it's just slides i could do you that just stop live coding. if i could just do slides you just take a you should just take a just year give me off a break live from live coding please yeah if it was just slides i just feel like slides is such a worse talk i could be wrong yeah. about that well the slides portion of my talk went great Let right me yeah you're pretty much guaranteed <laughs> for it to go great you could be laying on the ground yeah, fanning funny, yourself and just like yeah. hitting the button <laughs> no yeah but yeah if you if you do it right it can be good and i enjoy i i think as far as talks slides talks go that i thought were better because of the slides keith damiani gets the the prize yeah it's like that talk and, was like uh, oh you can actually make Jake Bennett's amazing. State Machines talk was slides. Yeah, right. And it was yep, killer. It's true. Yep, very true. It was. That was like a hard tech talk. Yep. That was slides. Yep. True. I, I really liked his talk. Yep. Um, similar to your talk in spirit. In spirit, yeah. Similar topic. Yep. Like every time I explain event sourcing to someone, they're like, have you seen Jake Bennett's State Machines talk? Mm. I was like, boy, howdy, have I ever. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so you're speaking at Laracon EU. What's I am. your talk on? Um, so I submitted multiple talks. Um, and I don't know that we've stabilized. Um, I think I've got one that I prefer to give at this point. But I, I also kind of wanted to, like, get your opinion on it a little bit. But... Um, I think the topic I'm like most interested in right now is this one I'm calling flip the switch slowly. Okay. Um, which is basically the story of that schema refactor with event sourcing that we did at InterNACHI. Okay. Um, but it's basically just like telling you the story of how it works, you know? Um, and the, the idea is basically like, how to do a schema refactor where you have both systems running live yeah. at the same time, feeding data into each other. That's money, man. And the, and then move 5% of the users over to the new system. That's money. That's so many people. Yeah. That's either yeah. so many people so, who tried it and are in over their heads or, some, or the majority of people, I think, who want to do it because they're, they're at companies who might let them or who want a new system and even if they get authorization to do a greenfield system, they're not getting authorization to do a greenfield database. Like you're bound yeah, right. to this database and that being, you know, talking about that and doing it well. And honestly, that's a whole career in itself. Like be, well, becoming the migration, think... uh, smart guy and like creating tools for it, writing about it, having a, pro you know, like that's a whole other path that you could just take. Well, if you like, look at the, like, like the last, like, couple years of like what I'm interested in like so much of it is downstream from that project you know like that one migration is what got me interested in event sourcing it's what like turned everything 
on for me yeah. about this, right? And like to this day, I think it's one of the things I'm proudest of that like I've been a part of from like a technical achievement perspective yeah. is just like, dude, like a 15 year old procedural PHP app into like a brand new Greenfield Laravel system with both of them functioning at the same time. Yeah. Like, and we can just like move, like have data feeding into them both and then just like flip the switch all so, the way or part of the way or not at all and or flip it and flip it back and everything's fine. Like, it's such a crazy concept that I feel like I just want... I just want to like document the story. I think it's a great you know? talk. And like, yeah. And obviously I think I'll the like risk of the talk is make it a little more generic. Yes. The risk of the talk is, is, um, you know, nobody wants to like feel like they're in a mess, you know, and any real mm -hmm. life app is a mess and a project mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah, that yeah. is no, a we'll giant just make, mess. We'll, just we just make it more, make generic. it generic yeah. and, and easy to follow, but with all the content that's there, yeah, and it'll, exactly. just like you did with the verb stock and it'll be great. Yeah, I'm, like I'm not going to show actual database tables from the actual app because that's way too confusing because yep. there's way so many columns. But like, you know, I'll make like, this is the old schema, this is the new schema. Yep. They both need to exist at the same time. How are we going to do it? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah, no, that'd be a great talk. Especially like splitting one table into two or turning two tables into one. Like that's such magic. Mm. You yeah. know, like when you turn something that used to be just a field into a has many. Gotcha. Right. In, it's like, in an app. yeah, yeah. You should, uh, like something I feel mm -hmm. it's like, I like giving conference talks, but what would excite me is to give a non live wire conference talk, you know? Yeah. That would excite me. Non Alpine, non live wire, something, um, like experimental almost. And yeah. I've only given one non-Livewire Alpine talk at Laracon. Embrace, the, embrace back the back end. And one of the greatest talks of all time. Thank you, Daniel. Um, right up there with Cruddy by Design. Cruddy by Design. Um, yeah. And and it's like harder to do that now, you know, because mm -hmm. people want a new Livewire talk and they want, you know, I know they want other random talks. And I, someday I hope I have the, uh, what if the you just balls did to do it. it. It's just a matter just of me it. with balls like this this one it's like uh I, there's so many i want to use that opportunity to advance livewire you know i use the laricon opportunities to like go really hard on something and then launch it and blah 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 and i think i still want to do that but anyway i what i'm saying is you might end up in a position with verbs or whatever project at some point where you feel that way too and this is the time to do unique talks that are mm -hmm. that are bespoke interesting tech talks and yeah and you should do that well and but that's the thing right like this secretly is a verb stock sure you know yeah. like but it's it's wrapped up in like uh it it's starting yeah it's it's living in the problem space of migrating it instead of living in the problem space of being able to track changes in your app that's that's a event sourcing talk this is an event sourcing talk in disguise yeah exactly yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's a really cool talk. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other interesting talk ideas I had. One was just about like, this is a totally like non code talk, but 
just what it was like to teach John and Jacob how to code mm. and like how to basically it's like how to teach someone who doesn't write code how to code using Laravel. Yeah, that would be a beautiful talk. Um, Because I just did right. it recently and they're killing it. Um, so I think that that would be a really cool one. Um, there's a like best practices of the blade and Alpine component. Talk. Yep. You know, the like not a live wire component. It's just like a, yeah, it's just like a wireable input or something, yes. you know? Yep. Um, I think that's, there's a lot there. Uh, unfortunately you obsoleted some of my tips and tricks recently with your, uh, <laughs> script stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, cause some of the best tips and tricks for that were like how to get around this annoying thing with, uh, push once, but what if it's not on the page when it renders yep. first, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think that's going to be the one. So yeah, right now I'm leaning heavily towards the flip the switch one, but I think it's a good there's one. There's a couple other good ones in there. Yeah. Um, Hey, Daniel, mm -hmm. uh, Daniel, you messaged me with two words do you remember what those words were no you sent me a two-word message within the last couple weeks i think it was a text message maybe it was telegram i don't remember the first letter of the first word oh. yeah what were those two words daniel um wirecon hey, yo <laughs> yes so wirecon 2024 that was, that was a wild that was a wild like because we had just had a big conversation like several days before about like the whole state of Livewire ecosystem yeah. and like how we might work together on things yeah. and all this other stuff. And uh, then like a couple days later, I was just thinking about it a lot and all this other stuff. And then I just messaged you, Wirecon 2024? <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, I, I think I just said, hell yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it quite a bit since. And... Yeah. I'm curious. I have two two thoughts. One is just practical. They're both practical. One is... The answer is in person. Oh, done. Yeah, no way. I mean, okay. the, doing an online sure. WarriorCon is actually a no-brainer. Like, yeah, yeah. We did Alpha. Yeah, like, like that. Yeah. that's like... It's almost expected, and it's, it's mm -hmm. easy, and it should be done. But an in-person is what's up. That's the interesting thing. And the question is, should we do it is the biggest question which yep. to me is pretty much hinged around like the decision of is, does the community want and support another, like a sub Laracon, you know, would it rob from Laracon in some way with all of those questions in my mind, it's like, is, is the, is this project ready for it? Does it deserve it? Does it, is it a good idea? There's all of that. Totally. totally. And then there's the fun thought which i'm just gonna i'm gonna tell you um my fun thought is like for the first one like this is my opportunity to have a buffalo conference i think you should which dude. i think it would be so cool for me hopefully for other people because i think you know but but there's that part of me that's like it's kind of like having a laricon in louisville where it's harder to fly to it's yeah but like it's the first it's one. the first one so it's like the reels are only going to show up anyway and it's like buffalo is a small city so it's not like having a new york you know mm -hmm. um 
there are not the amenities of a place like that and yeah but that's it's a tiny airport and i I mean i agree but i i would hate for somebody to like to have this experience and be like feel like they were in a podunk town with like nothing good this is for real heads (laughs) it's for real heads only and i think there's so many ways to make it really cool because my whole life is here like i own this city not really Mm -hmm. but you know what i'm saying like i i know every conference venue i've probably know somebody or can easily get in touch with anybody any of them i know all the fun things to do within a 200 mile radius you know um Mm -hmm. so i feel like if they're i I feel like you target like a hundred people you think only a hundred huh i don't know but i mean part of me feels like you could knock a hundred out of the park yeah definitely you know, and it doesn't have to become a production that like gets too big that you have to get a lot of other right. people involved. I think 200 is 100, 200, 200 might feel sad. Two, you think 100 would feel sad? I don't know. It just depends on what venue. Exactly. The venue could easily if make it feel a, sad. If you choose or a really venue, fun. if you choose a venue that fits 100 people. Yes. Then it, and then that's, it and the smaller you have, the cooler the venues you can choose. We have like a lot of like old churches and stuff that could be fun. Um, yeah. But yeah so i mean 200 is is the number that pops it's kind of like tailwind connect except i would want it to be like tailwind connect is more of like apple keynote i would want this to mm-hmm. be much more community you know just having more more micro or more, not microconf more xoxo is that the the what's his name's conf what's xoxo it's xoxo is this conference in portland that it used to just be like you have to be making something cool yeah. to pr- to present here yes it could be art it could be tech. It could be music. I thought that was the destroy all software guy. My brain is telling me that he was a part of that. Maybe. I don't know anyway. who that is. Um, I can't think of it. Um, name, but. but yeah, XOXO, like lots of very cool things have come out of yes, XOXO. That, right. That's an example of some. Yeah, I would want to do it real like you would, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want it to be real. Not, not flubby, but yeah. raw and real and cool. Um, yeah punk rock diy punk rock, DIY. DIY. absolutely yeah. and we could do some pretty cool stuff yep and i mean it's like the like food is like done it's like just cater like like duffs or you know one of the best wing places in the world just like mm-hmm. everybody wants buffalo food in buffalo i'm guessing other yeah. people would too we have the best pizza and the best wings too easy and so many other things but so i don't know i'm just like thinking about random stuff and i'm and my dad like he does food for um, a Christian men's conference twice a year. That's like seven. Oh, so he could like. He does it for like a 700 foot or 700 person conference twice a year. My father-in-law runs the conference. Um, so I don't know. I don't need to involve like my father-in-law. Bro, but I'll I, cook with big guy. But yeah, he would love that. He, he, um, the conference budget is small as you can imagine. So he just. basically compiles like boxed lunches with like subs and a cookie and an apple and whatever and handles coffee and snacks but he's very well versed in like having a team of people that are on top of making sure that there's snacks and coffee and like food amenities and that the catering gets all organized and and i mean he's in the food industry he knows every restaurant owner around like he's he's the guy so i was just like he can get it talking done. to him yesterday he he told me i mentioned wire we were at wing nuts which is the probably the best wings in the world and barely even people in buffalo know about them um and we're at they basically set out to make the perfect wing and they did it out of their garage forever and now they have now they partner up with breweries and they 
serve wings at breweries, but um, whatever. I'm at wing nuts with my brother and my dad. And I'm like, Wirecon 2024, big guy. And he's like, Oh, and if, <laughs> if you know my dad, he's the best reaction person for basically of anyone. Everybody tells him everything. Cause you just want somebody to, to so just awesome. be like, Oh yeah. You know, he's that guy. And, and he's like, let me be your merch guy. Let me be your merch guy. He's like, I just want to be, I want to be involved. Caleb, like, let me be Caleb. your merch guy. I'm like, dad, he's like, let me sell merch. I'm like, that's not how this works. We're not selling merch. We're giving it away. It's like, I'm like, this isn't like a, you know, a, a concert where you're selling t-shirts. It's like, but mm-hmm. anyway, I'm like, be my food guy. So, oh, 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 you know, he's, he's up for anything. I, I could tell him any level of involvement and he would be like, yes. Anyway. Um, so I, I'm glad you you like the idea because I would want you to like it because I imagine that you Bro, and I'm I would be so, doing this together, mano y mano. I'm so into it. Um, sick. Dude, yeah. so sick. We could do... Dude, there's cool stuff. There's all these abandoned silos that like we could probably run on an abandoned silo for like a... Dude. Like, and, dude, we could get some electronic music in there, some light shows, some acid or just shrooms. And yeah. uh, you got, you got, I mean, I assume you know where to get it there. I actually do. Um, Good, I figured. <laughs> that is the thing. If anybody needs drugs, I have enough shady friends that I could pull something together. <laughs> yeah, we could we could make it work. Um, um, yeah. yeah, dude, It'd be great. That sounds so fun. We have um, to do it, even if it's just like this. Even if it's the most MVP version of it ever. That's like mm-hmm. you pay everything. You're coming to like we're gonna do this in my yard. I don't know. Like it's like. If, we would. I think what you, I think also like this is the type of thing where like at the end, like this is not you know how there's all these people who are like, oh, am I really getting enough value out of Laracon right, right. you because the tickets are so expensive? This is not for those people. No. Well, it's right? also this I is sure it is a, not a really a profit thing, but I don't want to say that because right, you right. Would well, be helping no, I would me, say but... probably it's not going to be that profitable. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that maybe you get to the end and you're like about to lose money. Yeah. You and, know? Uh, and I'd be. Fine and then with we that. just. No, and then you just go up and say like, "All right, we're uh, nineteen hundred bucks behind break even on this yep. thing. So here's here's the Venmo, and everyone just like sends you a little money, and then it breaks even." Honestly, you know? what I would love to do, I think, if you were down, mm-hmm. is like total transparency, kind of like Alpine Day, yeah, where totally. it's like we just have like a a thing that shows how much this is costing us. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's just very transparent. Like this is what we're charging because this is how much it's costing us. And we, you know, people can just know how much it costs. And, and then over time, it just over like time the it meter just fills like up. grows and grows. Yeah. Right. The meter it's fills like, up. Hey, we broke even. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, I think a Buffalo conference could be so dope. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, we That's have dope. Chippewa, which is, you know, it's a small town, but Chippewa is like something nice about Buffalo for something like this is the bars are open to like 4 a.m. So Hell like yeah. they're open longer than like New York city bars. So, yeah. Oh, and we could get away. Like we could, our after dark experience would be perfect. Yes, it would. Cause like we have the right opinions about an after dark venue. Yes. You, you would actually know where the venue is, but like, I think we've both experienced enough after darks to have opinions about what makes a good Laracon after dark. Yes, we have. And we do have opinions on that. Um, but yeah, there's, <laughs> There's like some cool, like the Statler is a really old, like old Buffalo, big, like grand building inside that they've turned into a conference venue or just a venue for like weddings and stuff. 
and that would be a no-brainer to me and it's like right in the heart of the city and close to pretty much everything um anyway i don't know there's there's just so many options and uh and i know it pretty well brother i am so deeply on board sick dude sick and it'll finally be my way to get oh this will be my way to get daniel to buffalo before the conference to do all our like planning and everything yeah and a way for me to get the thunk logo on something oh and you will dude i've passed so much graffiti all the time and i'm like i gotta remember this from daniel's here like (laughs) no i'm just saying like thunk sponsoring the con the conference you know (laughs) oh yeah absolutely get the logo out oh yeah brought to you by thunk and livewire hq yeah We'll just throw some, throw some uh, gold tier sponsorship money at you. Get the logo Absolutely. out there. Would do it. Yeah, this will be a blast. I'm a super blast. psyched. It's gonna be a blast, Daniel. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Colborn, WireCon 2024, Ooh, baby. I'm psyched. Great. All right, Daniel, what are we at here? It's time to go. Okay. All right. Wait. You want to queue? Let me get this ready to queue here. Outro. Okay. Time to queue. Cue the outro music. Right. And ready and. <laughs> 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 <laughs>